0: Welcome to Living Clean and Dirty, the story of a family dragged into a healthy living by the lady of the house. That's me. But just because I started living clean doesn't mean I stopped being filthy.
1: All right, hello everybody and welcome to the Bosley podcast, it's the behind the scenes of Charlie's Angels, and no, this is Living Clean and Dirty, and on today's exciting episode, we're going to talk about cars. Cars? Cars, not the exciting Disney Pixar movie, but we're going to talk about your cars, my cars, and the people who love your car and my car. So I have a, a series of questions. And I'm going to ask, you're going to answer, and then I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Wow.
0: Okay. No, it's I, very exciting. This yeah, is what happens. I, this is
1: what happens when you say, no, no, you can pick a topic. Alright. I said, alright. Alright. Okay. Well, I'm it's either this or a night rider podcast. So this is this is gonna do. So, Ellen. Yes. First question to you. Mm-hmm. What was your first car? So wrong. <laughs>
0: When I was younger, I was uh, entitled, uh, sort of like a millennial. And I thought that I would hit 17 in our state, we could drive at 17. And I would have a shiny new car with the bow and the whole fucking nine yards in my driveway. But I had, um, which might have happened had my parents not had two older sons who uh, just drove cars into the goddamn ground. So by the time it came around to me, and they realized that I was going to go away to college in a uh, city, and I was born in the end of September, um, my dad had originally promised this cute little uh, old vintage, because he was into vintage cars, BMW. Authentic. Yeah, it was very authentic and organic. And um, I was all excited, and needless to say, I did not get that. And I had a fucking hissy fit when it came time for my birthday, and surprisingly, my dad had bought used cars that were. My brother John had gotten a 1984 vintage Mustang. And it was a lemon, as every child should have. Yeah, and it was a lemon. Um, unlike his nineteen seventy two MGB, um, and so my dad swore after that we would never get used cars again. So when I hit seventeen, my dad said, "Happy birthday, no car for you, like no soup for you."
1: No, I got, it. I got, the, I got the reference.
0: Yeah, no car for you, and I got nothing but Tomato, my two feet. Bisque. Yep, I got to walk to school. I had my own two feet. My mother didn't drive, so we didn't even have an extra car. So when I did get a car, I got this big-ass Cadillac of my dad's who didn't let me drive that often. Fast forward to when he said, when it comes your time, I'll get you a car. And he did when I was getting my master's degree, my first master's. And uh, I needed a car to get to uh, my student teaching. And I got a, I'll never forget this, I got a Honda Accord. My dad gave me two options. You can get um, a really ritzy, like the BMW he promised, a really ritzy car, but I would have to pick up the car payments, or I can get a reasonable car, and he would pay for it. And I was uh, living and working in Washington, D.C., and i thought and a parking on the street and so i thought and really nice car would just scream please take me take me pick me take pick me. me and so i um got a honda accord and i got the old body when the new body came out so we picked an old one which had a couple of miles on it from i guess just driving around or whatever doing mm-hmm. the test drives And um, we got it for very cheap, so I got that car. And I loved it. I loved, um, what did I call him? Hauser. Hauser. That was his name. We named cars in my family. And so I got Hauser, and that was
1: the very first
0: car I ever got. Okay.
1: My first car, well, let's see. So, I was born in August, and I didn't get my license until I was 17, and I adopted my parents' 1984 Toyota Celica. Oh, you must have been hot in that. I, I, I was hot walking down the street in a pair of zips. I was, it, you know, in retrospect, if I was naming cars, I would have named it Connie. Why? Connie Celica.
0: Oh, God. I walked into that.
1: You, you, you kind of you did. It was, uh, it was gold. Oh my god! Or or topaz, it was it was some, it wasn't metallic p like in vacation, but it was just it was like a, just short of that. Just short of that. It was a gold color. It was it was great. It was it was a great car. It was an automatic. It had you know sixty thousand miles or something. You probably like
0: not that. get laid in that car.
1: It no, no. That was partly my fault. Well, it was really completely my fault, not the car's fault. Again, because
0: uh, you were not very good looking in high school
1: we're just gonna keep coming back to that um but yeah it was a great car and uh no it was it was i i i enjoyed that car it was it was it was kind of flashy it had the had the flip up I'm, oh. making, I'm making the i'm making the motions with my hand It had the flip-up headlights oh
0: i love that those were
1: nice yeah and, and it had the uh had like the the slatted louvers in the in the back to keep the sun out if you had like a dead body in the back you did not want it to smell Uh, That was great. I I I really I really like that car. There's pictures of me. There's pictures of me out on Facebook of me in my Paisley prom outfit, standing in front of my sweet Celica, with my '80s sunglasses. I look like I look like the the battered guy in Lesson Zero. Uh, Yeah, but the Celica was great. I, I really I really enjoyed that car. So let me ask you, what was your and I, I'm walking into this one. What was your most memorable car related moment?
0: Oh, driving up a telephone
1: pole and doing the Dukes of Hazzard. Oh, this ought to be good.
0: So, my, like I said, I didn't have a car. And so, on occasion, I, my mom didn't drive. So, we had my dad's only car. And then my brother, John got um, a car, and it was brand new. It was like two days old. I mean, brand spanking new. And it was, um, God, I can't even, I can't remember. He's going to have to remind me what that car was. And um, I had this job at a beach club, and I took it for the day, and I was making a left-hand turn so I was going super slow because I had stopped at the light and I had to wait to cars to make the left-hand turn. And I had to bring my lunch at the time to my little job as I was a, a counselor at a beach club um, on the East Coast. And um, I noticed that my lunch, I didn't put it in a bag or anything. It was a yogurt. I'll never forget this because for years I didn't eat yogurt afterwards. It was a yogurt, and it was sitting on the floor on the on this passenger side. And it's so stupid. It was in the sunlight, which, hello, when you're driving, whatever. I guess I wanted to shoot it under the seat. And I literally was making the left-hand turn while putting my head under the dashboard to sh- shoot it under. Can't miss. And I remember hitting something and then looking up and I was on two wheels. I was on the two driver side wheels. What I had done was I had hit a telephone pole and drove up it and literally like Dukes of Hazard, drove on two wheels. And then by instinct, I jerked the steering wheel to the right and that brought me back down. And I ended up like wandering around like a fucking mental patient, a very busy street where an older woman, she was... A Caregiver for like an elderly lady, and she grabbed me and she said, "I watched the whole thing. I was walking with my old lady friend, and I was in total shock." She brought me into a house to call my parents. She could have fondled me for all I know. I mean, I was
1: totally naked.
0: I I I was totally. She was. She literally grabbed me and said, "I can't believe you're alive because half the accordion, half the car became an accordion." And she said, I can't believe you're alive. Come on in. And I remember just calling my parents. They were about a half an hour away saying I was in a car accident. My brother hugged me. We were two years apart, and so back then he hugged me when he saw the car, which I hadn't afterwards, and said, I can't believe you're alive. That's how much the car actually smushed down. And then he said, you gotta, I left some stuff in the glove compartment, so we gotta get in the car and get it out.
1: Weed or a vibrator? Uh,
0: yeah, the first one. And um Vibrator. No, that was not the first one. He was like, oh, we gotta get back in that car and clear it out. And that was my most memorable. And I actually never wanted to enter a car ever again. It was my brother. I'm not kidding. The car was two days old. If it had 10 miles on it, it would been like... It it was brand new. And so he got a new car like a couple of days later because obviously my parents loved him more because I never got a car. And uh, he forced me into it and he made me drive again. And he said, nope, you got to drive. Hmm. So that was my car experience.
1: All right. By the way, I'm
0: going to stay up all night trying to figure out what car that was.
1: Oh, God mine was a little more recent mine was uh what was it was it rosh hashanah it was rosh hashanah rosh hashanah you already know it was rosh hashanah night i had i had tried to get home for dinner and i i take the train uh we're in long island i take the train in and out of the city uh, to go to work i work in manhattan and i'd come home and i was driving it's it's a literally, it's four miles tops, four miles if that, from the train station to my house. So I'm driving on the main road where the train station is. I'm driving home. It's probably, it's probably about eight eight o'clock, maybe nine o'clock at night. And I'm driving on the main road. It's two lanes on one side and two lanes on the other side with a big gigantic double yellow line running right down the middle. So I'm driving straight home and... I'm, I'm probably 500 feet away from uh, the stoplight was going to be a turn and I'm driving uh, my Jeep Wrangler uh, four-door because I'm a dad and I had had, it, I had had it lifted and I had bigger tires on it and so I'm, I'm driving along and it, it literally it happened in slow motion to me. Uh, the oncoming traffic. Uh, a car had crossed over the double yellow line and was just veering into me and I, I slammed on my brakes and uh, like I said it was like slow motion and I got hit head on and the cops said that the elder gentleman was probably doing about 40 miles an hour and hit me head on. He Crushed my uh, my front bumper, uh, cracked my axle, pushed the suspension back, uh, and uh, and just wrecked the front end of my car. On the other end, his car. It was a, a much older man driving like a like a Lincoln Town car. I pushed his engine block because I'm higher up. I pushed his engine block up into his front seat. We both. We both walked away from from the accident, but you know he was he walked away into an ambulance and was taken away. Just you know, fortunately he was okay, but it, he had made a statement saying he didn't like driving at night because he couldn't see the lines in the road. So you know, it, I'm in my 40s, so naturally I took pictures and put them on Facebook. I was like, thank God for my Jeep. I walked away from this. The other gentleman, he was taken away in an ambulance. Um,
0: he literally drove under your car.
1: He drove under my car. I It, it looked as if a shark attacked the front of his car. I, I destroyed the front of his car, and, you know, I, I got out, and I, I literally, I, I walked away. Uh, and,
0: and they subsequently took his driver's license away from him after that accident. Not me. No, no, not you. The older gentleman, the uh, the, the village, village elder. elder,
1: the village elder. From then on, we called, them, them, we, called we, them village elders. Yeah,
0: we because we don't want to, you know, talk badly about old people in front of our kids. But we now call them village elders. And so the village elder, yeah, had his license taken away
1: Be- because that's not insulting enough. Yeah. So that's definitely my my most memorable of it. You know, we we all have our nicks and cuts and dings, you know, throughout our lives, but. That's, that's most memorable for me. And it just made me, you know, the next day I was just super angry. I was like, what if, what if I was just some guy on a motorcycle? I I would not have been walking away from that. And it just, you know, I hope when the time comes, you know, hopefully it's a hundred years from now when I'm unable to successfully drive a car that, you know, somebody takes my license away. Um, So yeah.
0: So I think we need to describe uh, a little bit of nowadays. I don't mean to take over your question and answer. Please. Um. So when we met, you had a Jeep. Mark is a Jeep guy, a Jeep Wrangler guy, and I think you need to describe for all our um, two faithful listeners. Both of them. Yep. What a Jeep. Wave is and, and a cheap experience.
1: Oh, we'll get to we'll get to that. Oh, okay. We'll we'll abso- we'll absolutely Sorry. absolutely get to that. no 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 that's what you get for just trying to hijack somebody's fucking podcast. So moving 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 forward, move forward. Don't sit there looking sheepish, sheepish, okay. goatish. Okay. Uh, so 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 that's weirdly sexual. So 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 let me ask you, what's your favorite song? To play in the car.
0: Oh, my God. I don't listen to music in the car. I'm not a musical person. Is
1: it perhaps something by Tito Puente?
0: No, it's not Tito Puente. Honestly, it's um, it's that David Bowie and Queen song. If you really... I mean, you wouldn't even know this about me, probably. That David Bowie and Queen song. Under Pressure? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's That's fair.
0: I love that song. And it's a driving song.
1: Yeah yeah all right that's fair i i will say mine's mine's easy mine is the it's the it's the it's nope it's the runner-up for our wedding song and it's you know it's the also the i touch myself it's the runner-up for the song i wanted to play for the mother-son dance at our wedding i touch myself it's a song that i listened to probably about 10 minutes before this podcast
0: i touch myself
1: I'm glad that you do, and it's very coincidental, because that song is the Divinals, I Touch Myself. Really? I love that song. Really? I've always loved that song. Are you kidding me? I shit you not. You should be fucking ashamed. I, For many reasons, but no, I'm I'm not ashamed. I, I, I love I Touch Myself and the song. Wow. Yeah.
0: Go figure, I had no idea. Yes, you did. I didn't think you actually liked it. I know we reference it a lot, but it's because it's funny.
1: It's it's a it's a it's a quality song on many many levels. All right, whatever. So, Ellen, let me ask you: uh, in in any of your various authentic organic vintage cars, what's the furthest you've ever driven?
0: Oh. furthest.
1: You're without, coming without, up with good ones. I guess without crashing into a telephone pole <laughs> or, a, or did, a naked old caregiver. I,
0: <laughs> I drove up a telephone pole. I do i hazard talking, I'm
1: talking I'm without talking, the fucking Daisy Dukes. I'm really, I'm really, did you have, did you have a did you have Although like it was the, summer. the Confederate flag on the roof of the no, car? No, I didn't. I'm not really talking about I drove straight and then I drove up. I'm really talking about more just driving straight.
0: Um, I had family that lived in, I'm from New York, and I lived in Washington, D.C., so the farthest drive was New York to D.C., and I did it often.
1: About, how long? How long is that drive?
0: Um, maybe about five hours. Okay. Yeah, about five hours. Most of it is in New York on the Belt Parkway, but, um... (laughs) Yeah, those of use from from the New York area would know that that's funny and truthful at the same time. Um, yeah, about five five and a half hours. I think I, I once did it with my friend four and a half, but she was driving like a hundred and twenty miles per hour in the middle of the night.
1: Okay. Uh, I drove twenty two hours straight. Uh, I had worked for a. Four-letter sports network in the Connecticut area, and I had a terrible shift. I worked seven at night until four o'clock in the morning, and there was one night where I had, I had planned to visit family uh, in Mississippi, and, and and there was some family in Mississippi and some family in Florida, and after my shift again, this is I'm in my twenties, so I could do things like this. I had left. Connecticut at probably about 4.30 in the morning, and I drove 22 hours in my two-door 1997 Jeep Wrangler, and I drove uh, 22 hours straight to, uh, where, did I, where did I go? I was thought it,
0: you went to New Orleans, but I guess you went no, to Mississippi. it wasn't it New wasn't,
1: it wasn't Orleans. It was probably, it must have been, been Pascagoula past google of mississippi um, yeah which was which was fine and it was you know <laughs> the majority of the drive was during the day uh, it was just it was probably the last it was literally the last 5 hours that were i may have been a danger on the road let's just let's just call it what it is and it was i, I i'll never forget i hallucinated Uh, like a like a face in the windshield that wasn't mine and it it was it was not not my finest hour but I remember I got to I got to my my cousin's home and you know it's 22 hours Uh, you know it had to be had to be like one two o'clock in the morning and like he had little little baby kids at that point And I didn't want to, I do not want to wake anybody. I mean, the
0: balls to show up at like one in the morning with little kids. Well,
1: I mean, you know, I mean, kids in college now, but you know, back then it was just a little baby. And so I ended up just, I parked in his driveway and this past school in Mississippi. So, you know, his driveway was about the size of Nassau County. So I parked in the driveway and I believe I just tilted my head back and I just completely fell asleep. And I I think they woke me up at like seven o'clock in the morning. And said, "Why don't you come in?" I said, "Oh, that would be lovely. Thank you. That's great." And who are you again? I am completely not lucid. So that was that was my big claim to fame. I, you know, I wanted to make the trip. I certainly could have made the trip in two days, but it. I was young, dumb, full of cum. I, I I wanted to prove to myself that I could that I could make that trip, and and I did. And no. Other cars, people, or farm animals were hurt in the process, hmm. so that was nice. Uh, all right, so let's let's bring it around. Let's bring it around to the you know to to the clean part. And so, Ellen, let me ask you this: what what are you driving now, and why?
0: Oh, anyway, we we're going to get to this. So I fantasized about George Clooney. And when I wasn't fantasizing about George Clooney. I,
1: I, I was too.
0: I was fantasizing about owning a Prius. I mean, fantasizing.
1: I, I was not. For
0: years. Ever? For years. I drove these big SUVs. I drove, um, you know, all these big gas cum guzzling cars. And. Uh, what is that, 87? 89? Yeah. And I always wanted a Prius. I wanted a Prius when they first came out and found there was a wait list, and they wanted a gazillion dollars. So then I waited, and I kept waiting, and I kept waiting, and I kept leasing cars. I had never Mm -hmm. done that before since um, I had owned that sweet, sweet Honda Accord. Um, I started leasing afterwards, and in the hopes that one day it would be affordable... For peons like me to get some sort of Prius, and what was it about a year and a half ago?
1: Everyone's thinking golden shower right now. Yeah, love me a golden shower. No,
0: maybe it's just you. And uh, so I went and I got a Prius, and uh, I got a Prius wagon.
1: You were so proud. I grinning,
0: grinning from ear to ear, like so proud that moment had come Mm -hmm. um i think i got home that night and i jerked off and i came too i loved the fact that i was doing that and i gotta tell you before that i I happened to have loved the car that i drove before that it was a traditional now that i'm prius and i'm non-traditional um i had a an acadia that i actually uh liked a lot um And I would, and and even after that, I got another Jeep, a Cherokee. I must have filled up that gas tank once a week, and it was, now again, we live in New York, and the one thing that I noticed around the country is we, we pay very high gas prices. I must have paid $70 to fill up the tank every week. Every week, 70 bucks to fill up that gas tank, and and I'm just a stay-at-home mom driving around. I'm not, you know, driving all over the place, so the Prius, maybe 20 bucks every three, four weeks um, to fill up the tank. It's nothing to look at. There's no bells. There's no whistles, but 20 bucks every couple of weeks? You can't beat that, as opposed to, may I ask Mark what... What what are you driving?
1: Oh, that's an interesting segue. I am well. You know, it's let's let's pretend it's throwback Thursday. So you may remember from earlier in this podcast, I was driving my big jacked up Jeep Wrangler uh, when the village elder, his name was probably either Herman or Eli or Ruth or whatever his name was. Uh, I got the Jeep repaired, and it was just, it it was like they say, you get in a bad accident, they can do all the repairs they want, that car will never be the same again. And I hate to say, it was absolutely true. That Jeep was never the same again. It was just, it rattled. And, I mean, it's a a Jeep, but it rattled. And it pulled to the left, and... Like a cop. Don't you like all cocks? Go to one side. Stay, stay, stay on target, please. This is my pocket. I'll show you later. Okay. Um. It just it just wasn't the same, and it just it was it was just a mu- It was just a, it was a it was a, just an orgy of problems. It was awful. So, I I I took my I took my Jeep and I traded it in for a brand new Jeep. So I had a brand new Jeep Wrangler, uh, which I have now. It's uh, it's just about a year old, and I get I will be perfectly honest I get probably eleven miles to the gallon. Wait, wait before you start throwing fruit. It's my it's what we call the train car. I take it it drives on a on a weekday it goes maybe seven to eight miles tops. I drive it from my house to the train. I can play the Divinals I touch myself two and a half times in in that amount of time, and it sits in the train parking lot for most of the time. It's my weekend midlife crisis car. It's you know, in in the in the summer the top comes off, and in, in the winter it's got the best heat in it of any car I've ever owned. And the kids love it, and you know, and the best part is grandma can't get into it because she can't make the step and it's just I mean I, I put a new stereo in it I put a backup camera I put a remote start it's Person. it's 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 great when I'm driving your children to school in the Person. morning I wake up in the morning I say I say urchins fetch me coffee start the car and I can go back to sleep for another good solid six or seven minutes which is invaluable so I'm still driving a What, 2016 Wrangler? Four-door? It's great. I I love it. I love it.
0: I think the funny part, though, is anybody drives past our house and they know who we are. So in the driveway, there's this jacked-up Jeep next to a Prius. And they're like, you guys, like, you know, counter each other on the carbon footprint. Mm
1: -hmm. All right. So, uh, speed round. So let me ask you. Two things. What is the best thing about your car, and the worst thing about your car?
0: Worst thing I'll do first. Um, the heat and the AC suck. Best thing, Dude, 20 bucks every three weeks.
1: Okay, I, I think that, I think that's I think that's fair. Uh, for me, best things. Worst thing about my car is it, even even though I'm driving at eight miles, uh, you know. Let's 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 all do the math together. Pencils out. So, five days a week, I'm doing eight miles in total. So, that's 40 miles right there. On the weekends, I'm either running to Home Depot, I'm running the kids over to play dates, or I'm just out, you know, killing hookers down in Rockaway Turnpike. So, it, we're, we're looking at maybe 60, 70 miles per week, and I'm filling it up probably 40, 50 bucks a week.
0: You're killing the earth.
1: I, well, yeah, your mother. So... That's that's certainly the worst part. The best part is, for at least for me.
0: I look hot in it.
1: She looks hot in it. I'll, I'll 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 leave that at that. Okay. And the final question of speed round. Let me ask you this: Would you? Our children are how many? How many kids do we have? Two. Yeah. Three. Three. Two. 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 All right. So our kids are what? Twelve and nine. Uh,
0: nine and eleven.
1: Either way. So. In a, in a handful of years, our kids are going to be driving. Yeah. At least one of our kids is going to be driving. Would you purchase the car you have now for your child? Uh, yeah. That is a no. Uh, yes,
0: I would. There is uh-huh. nothing I would love more than my eco-friendly, earth-loving children to drive a Prius. They don't look cool, but... You
1: might as well tell people you have a dick. That might be a little more believable. Yeah? You're going to stick with that?
0: Yeah, I'm going to stick with that.
1: Okay. I would also like my kids to drive my car. I will buy my children a tank because there is not a mandatory age limit on having a driver's license. I want my kids driving a tank because I want my kids to walk away from uh, a car accident like I did.
0: Didn't you? Don't you care about the earth?
1: Yeah, I just don't want to put my children in it. Oh. Oh, call ahead to the ER. Get their burn unit ready because the sick burn's coming.
0: You know what? Maybe by the time they drive, they'll have a big, gas-guzzling SUV. Maybe they'll be flying cars! Yeah, maybe they'll be flying cars. It'll be like the Jetsons, finally.
1: Okay. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning into the Rick Springfield podcast, where we talk about all things Rick Springfield and his car. (laughs) And uh, I think that's going to do it for today. I I wanted to take just a little bit of a detour... From talking about you know our dinner of corn, or you know washing our washing our sheets with soybeans or whatever the fuck she's using, so that's just the guy's perspective. Uh, girls like cars too, but I really like mine, so this is important for me to talk about. And uh, I guess we'll catch all you funky bastards on the flip side. Adios.
0: Bye. That's going to do it for us today. But I promise you, the filth continues on Twitter and Facebook. Also, check out our website, livingcleananddirty.com. Like us, follow us, stalk us, and subscribe to us so you'll be in the know when a new article or podcast drops to give you your daily dose of dirty. And always remember, every time you listen, there's a little bit more of me in you.